Health Health Quest Radio. It's Dr. David Kolbaba on AM 560. The answer. It's happening all along the beautiful shores of Lake Michigan. Meaningful, life-changing moments all around the world. HealthQuest Radio goes airborne wheels up. Copy that. HealthQuest Radio proudly presents Adventures in Health with your host, Dr. David Kolbaba. Hi, I'm Alex, and you, well, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're listening to America's number one health news and science show. Our adventure guide, he is ready. He is the voice of integrated preventive health care in our nation today. He's the clinical director of our West Dundee offices. His story will show he is a man before his time, a real trailblazer. My friend, my partner, and my favorite radio boss, here's our host, Dr. David Kolbaba. Good. I always say good, but it's always true. How about you on a Saturday morning? Looks like I'm looking out the windows here in our studios. We got the sun. Okay, we had hard frost last night, but it killed the bugs. The the whatever bugs. Uh, I would think that's that would be true. Yeah, that's not happening. All right, well, fine. I don't care about that. But, uh, you know, the mosquitoes were pretty low this year, too. I think that's good. You know, when I think about you or myself... Going to the dentist, uh, I don't know that anybody that I know says they like to go to the dentist. Yeah, that's not happening. So uh, the idea behind today's show is to be perhaps touching on that. You know what happens? They touch the wrong tooth. You know what happens? And you go through the roof and it's memories like those that uh, caused most of us to, mm, you know what I'm saying? I just don't want to go to the dentist. I just don't, I don't like going there. Now, I've got to say, as most people would, that I have some friends who are dentists. Uh, with that being said, uh, no one likes to go to a dentist, as I said before. No pain, no gain, you might say. But, you know, how in the heck are they supposed to help us with our teeth? Well, does your dog like to have his uh, nails clipped think about that one did as little kids did we like going and and, and, and taking a bath so i know there there are sensitivities in life even in the adulthood uh, realm of things but today i'd like to if i could touch on the sensitive tooth regarding health trends uh, whether we should follow them or whether we should ignore them I believe that many of us, to one extent or another, were ambushed during COVID by the virus and by the powers that be. You know it. I know it. You felt it then. Maybe your instinct told you so. But now more and more of the statistics are really, you know, panning out and confirming that what most of us instinctually thought was... um, um, should I say, at best inconsistent with what we were told. So today, health trends. Give you a couple new ones and just kind of help me help you figure out what direction we're going in this area of trending. Um, 
daily marijuana use. Okay, legalized, right? Marijuana use and other drugs extensively uh, becoming more legalized. Did I mention California? No. Yeah, that's not happening. Well, it's happening there. And just because it's legal, it doesn't make it right. Or, in my estimation, it doesn't necessarily make it safe. So what does it say for those in leadership who are adjudicating such things? Like, how is it that some aspects of our life have become legal, but for some of us in that same conscience, that same innate intelligence we used during COVID, there was something about it that just didn't ring true. There was something about it that wasn't right. Yet those in our leadership who legalize such things, uh, the rest of us pay the consequences. Uh, abortion is a big is a big subject these days, as you know. Well, here we go. We're going to touch the angry tooth now. Get ready. Daily marijuana use is now associated with 34% increased risk for heart failure within four years compared with non-use of marijuana. In a separate study, marijuana use disorder, which we call cannabis use disorder, CUD, was linked with a 20% increase for major adverse cardiac and cerebral events during hospitalizations in older patients with any kind of history of cardiovascular disease. Think about that. The trend. Are we trending into the fog? Is it getting worse? Uh, now, the studies that I'm talking about here were pres- will be presented on November 13th uh, in the upcoming American Heart Association. I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. I uh, wanted to talk about the... C- okay, when I mentioned CDC, are you thinking a lot of high regard and, and, and high respect for CDC? Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, okay, I know that too. The CDC reports that 22 states, more than 35% of the adults in those states are obese. Now, just think about the trend now, because it's not just the stats I want you to get. I want you to get, the, I, I want you to get with the trend. Just 10 years ago, there were no states, no states in the United States of America with obesity rates above 35%. Hmm, the trend. Regarding our fighting force in the United States today, our soldiers, nearly 7 out of 10, 7 out of 10 U.S. service members are considered either overweight or obese. Now, think about how that might compromise our nation's military readiness and maybe undermine our national security. Hmm. Did you know that less than a quarter of Americans between, I'm talking guys and gals, 17 to 24, young men and women, they do not qualify academically or physically for military service. Is that interesting? Less than a quarter of Americans, 17 to 24, actually qualify. The rest do not qualify academically or physically for military. So, I mean, just think, that's not a lot of people when you think under 25%, according to the Pentagon. Now, again, I don't care about the, the, the stat necessarily at this point. I'm really talking about the trend, those kinds of trends that we're following. You know, we kind of get swept away, so we're in the trend. We become part of the trend. Or some of us step out of the creek and step back on shore and say, wait a second, I don't want any of this. For those of you who are on statins, 
Another study is tying statins, Mevacor, Zocor, Lipitor, all your favorite. Studies have shown links between statin use and type 2 diabetes. For more than a decade now, I've been talking about it as well. Do you think that we need to, to throttle down the use of statins when we think that they're actually promoting diabetes? Which, at the same time, as you know, you know, catch the commercials on TV. The diabetic paraphernalia that's being sold on the commercials. Think about the dark side of such things. Uh, just another study tying statins to type 2 diabetes. Now, when you think about Alzheimer's is climbing steep, and so is diabetes climbing steep, and the common denominator between Alzheimer's patients, patients with Lewy bodies or cognitive uh, decline, the common denominator with those who have some kind of cognitive issues are one and the same with the growing number of diabetics diagnosed in this country today. The common ground between both of those diseases is the heavy use of statin drugs. Now think about this. That's the trend. Feel the pain when we touch that tooth, especially if you're on a statin or you've been recently diagnosed with diabetes. Now just picture this too. With the trend being the way it is, the medical industrial complex that seems to, hmm, they seem to be making more and more money on people just like you and me. Now, the question for the trending situation here, health trends, whether we follow them or maybe ignore them, should they be ignored? Or perhaps could there be another answer, another option for you that would be provided to you or one that you could provide to yourself? If we were to change the health trend because you decide to place yourself in a position that's different than where the flow of these trends are heading. Now, the FDA, you can't expect them to help because they continue to believe that the cardiovascular benefits of using statins outweigh what they're calling, and I quote, small increased risks for diabetes. Are you kidding me? I mean, if you're one of the small parts of that, are you wanting to place yourself in that precarious position of requiring or even needing uh, a statin or a diabetic drug or a, a CPAP machine or high blood pressure medication, whatever it might be. Think about it. When you were young and happy and whatever else was that we take for granted when we are young, <laughs> whether we're happy or not, we're sitting there thinking, hey, I've got nothing to lose, nothing's going on here. And you think over the course of time, you think age-related means age-related what? Issues and problems? I, for me, don't think so. Now I'm thinking about something I said last week, the week before the harbinger of disease, the warning signs. The most dangerous room in your house could be, what room would that be? The most dangerous room in your house. Hmm, something to think about. Just got to keep it right here. You're listening to Chicagoland's longest running health news and science show with your host, Dr. David Goldbaba.
we wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. We're all going to die, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> no. No. If tell we, me who's going to die and who's not. Tell me, we, tell me who's going to die and who's not. <laughs> Do you know? I didn't get to the very end of the book. Yeah, well, we... we Am I okay? My apartment's like 10 floors up. I'm fine. Yeah. If we make the right choice, we're all going to make it. Following the health trends, well, by the looks of things, as far as I'm concerned, I'm seeing a little bit of fog bank up ahead, and I'm not sure that you do not see the same thing uh, in the dashboard. So what do we do? Making better choices? That's what we're all about here at HealthQuest, going on 40 years. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um. I ask this question every so often. I ask the question, is it better for us to overeat? I mean, we know the problems with overeating, obviously, uh, as compared to undereating. And we know what it's like to be ravaged by starvation, third world countries and so. But when we look at the original design of our bodies, one would have to consider which of the two, if only given one choice of the two, would be that we would be overfed? And what would be the ramifications of being overfed, as witnessed by our present society, versus being underfed? Which of the two is our body most likely to be, I would say, more superiorly uh, designed for experiencing is our body made more to be underfed and that would be a shame but is it also a shame to be overeating foods and which of the two is the body best equipped to handle now i'll give you the answer Um, none of us want to be hungry and most of us eat to fullness now most of us weigh more today than we did last year at this time and we weighed more last year than we did the year before so the trend that most of us as individuals would say that 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 we're in the flow of a trend is that of overeating and then inheriting diseases that were not statistically evident 
at a time in this country when we were not as overfed. Our major diseases today stem from, in my opinion, this overeating habit that we have. Now, the fact that everybody's doing it, everybody's, you know, stepped into the creek and the flow is going down, why not overeat? I don't know that any of us would admit to overeating. Here's one such example that I give in our offices, although there are dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of examples of what I'm going to share with you now. I have a five foot one, 238 pound woman in my office, mid 40s, who says that she and her husband, oh no, we watch what we eat. I mean, I, I eat like a bird. And of course, I'm thinking big bird. She's 238 pounds, five foot one, God bless her. And I ask her, so what is, what is your goal? Well, I, I need to lose weight. I, 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 I need to lose weight. Okay, well, what are we going for? Oh, I don't know. I, 173, I would, just, I would just be so happy at 173. 173 in me, that's what it's all about. Hmm. What did you weigh when you were in high school? Um, 105, 106, 107, something like that. Okay. If I was to go back in time, see you in the hallway in high school, tapped you on the shoulder and told you I was from your future, and I asked you at that time, hey, what do you weigh? And you were to say to me, 106. And I only gave you the one of two choices to say, do you think you're a little bit underweight right now? Or would you tell me that you're a bit overweight? Which of the two would you have answered back in high school? And she said to me, well, I, I would have said I was, I was overweight. Okay, so in high school at 106, 107, you thought that you were a little bit on the hefty side. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. And your present weight right now is 238, and your goal is what? Oh, 173. I, I, would, I would give anything to be 173. 173 is, is where I, I've been most of the time, and I would love to get to 173. And then I ask the fateful question, you know, touch that sensitive tooth. And I say, why not 105, 106, 107? And then before I get that out of my mouth, she says, well, I, 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 I had four kids. Okay, so four kids gets you 173 pounds. Well, no, but, I, but I'm not a teenager. Now, I'm not thinking that you have thoughts that are that different than the chain of thinking of this particular person. I'm giving you an example. Because I've seen that chain of conversation repeated in my office over the 40 years we've, we've been practicing. The rationale of a person and how they think. And perhaps in high school, you and I would agree that she probably wasn't one pound overweight, at least in the comparison of what high schoolers look like in this day and age. 
You know, there's always one obese person in the high school, right? Now the high school is laden with people that are overweight, with 80% of them not admitting that they have any weight to lose, which is definitely referring and reflecting on their personal health, don't you think? For every pound overweight, you're reducing your level of survival and longevity. You know, I had a gentleman come in my office years ago, and I, I, I understood that I told him that he had congestive heart failure and wanted him to do something about it, and he didn't. Weird as things can be, this same man ended up in my office 20 years later with me not recognizing him. But he's there with a friend of his. And in that conversation, I said to this this person who I did not recognize after seeing him 20 years ago and telling him he had congestive heart failure, I, I looked across the room and I just felt like I needed to say something because he looked so ashen, so, so you know, unhealthy. And I said, sir, has anybody told you that you have congestive heart failure? And he said to me, yes, yeah, you did. 20 years ago. And you see, 20 years previous, he went back down the road and continued his life as he had before we ever had the examination. Now, years and years later, he's living the ill effects of not doing anything about congestive heart failure as it relates to and pertains to a dark side of living that all of us seem to have. You know, your house, your kitchen is dangerous only because of what you bring in that kitchen, don't you think? It's a dark side. And we need to make better decisions, different decisions. And often I wonder what would have happened if this gentleman 20 years before when I first diagnosed him, where he would be, if not where he finds himself in the dark side. Why is it that every time I talk to people just like you, Dr. Paul Merrick? Here it is. About 20 years ago, I was diagnosed as having congestive heart failure. I was diagnosed in this uh, office here, but paid no attention that I had congestive heart failure. Welcome to my dark side. And I didn't pay attention. 20 years later, my, my problem got bigger. I didn't pay attention. Welcome to my dark side. 20 years later, my problem got bigger. My problem got bigger. You're listening to Chicagoland's longest-running health, news, and science show with your host, my problem got bigger, Dr. David Kolbaba. Welcome to my dark side. You are ready to be taught the new way. Go to healthquestradio.com. Not all vitamin C supplements are created equal. Sunny C1000 is so special for many reasons. Number one, most other vitamin C supplements will actually lower your immune response team, your natural killer cells, for up to four hours. And that's not a good thing. While our Sunny C1000 actually improves your natural killer cell fighting force, and that's a good thing. 
Sunny C1000 is not your run-of-the-mill vitamin C supplement containing just ascorbic acid. Nope. Sunny C1000 contains a special combination of ascorbates and metabolites, along with critical precursors to get the job done. And that's a great thing. So, if fighting free radicals, lowering inflammation, and optimizing your body's performance is your goal, then you gotta put Sunny C1000 on your immune fighting team today. Call 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. It's Sunny C1000. At Essential Formulas, we provide the immune essentials for your family's health this winter. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics and Reg Active. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics is recognized as a worldwide leader in probiotic digestive health. Since 70% of your immune cells reside in your gut, Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics have an impressive effect on immune health, too. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics contain over 500 postbiotic metabolites shown to help support immune function. Certified vegetarian, free of gluten, dairy, and GMOs, a powerful immune option. RegActive formulas help boost levels of glutathione, the body's most essential antioxidant, which decreases as we age. Maintaining glutathione levels is key in overall health protection. Be proactive about your immune health. Look for Dr. O'Hara's probiotics and RegActive at natural health retailers and online today. You can fast blast your health questions to Dr. Kolbaba during our show today at Dr. David, Dr. David, that's Dr. David at HealthQuestRadio.com. That's Dr. David at HealthQuestRadio.com. You know, the, uh, the story I was uh, mentioning, 238-year-old woman in her late 40s, 173 pounds is her goal as if to assume that that is going to give her a healthier life some truth to that is, is as well and then I'm thinking back to the 105, 106, 107 in high school no one knows what her weight really should be And then my mind goes to people just like you. Perhaps on a medication. You've already been given the statins. Now you heard the news and the trend that is now established in the main that statin drugs do bring on and raise the risks for the ever-so-popular ever and rising star of diseases, diabetes. Nobody in the room wants to admit it because these statistics are what they would con- consider nominal until it lands on you. And of course, what I've been talking about for a long, long time is the cholesterol-lowering abilities of statins and how it relates to everyone who has any kind of cognitive deficiencies or diseases. The link is there. So maybe we don't need to follow the trend because it's going nowhere good. 
like you in the kitchen late at night, and I say nothing good ever happens late at night in your kitchen, with your house becoming the most dangerous room because you equip it with what you go and purchase and bring into the domain, then you have that food craving, and where do you go? You go, you go to what you've, you've stored. Not to place blame. It's just the way it is. Where did the line, eat, drink, and be merry, where did that come from? I know I used to see that on pirate, uh, pirate movies. Eat, drink, and be merry. You know, that kind of thing. Almost like, let's celebrate because we're about to die. Like the ice, the icebergs are melting kind of a thing, you know? Fatalistic as it is. You could look at the trends, whether you follow them or ignore them, knowing that for me, I'm looking at the trend that's occurring in America. America's getting fatter. We're getting less healthy. And then we've got the medical industrial complex that's like a quicksand pit or like an undertow at the ocean pulling us deeper into the abyss. You know, today we've got more people who are living on supplemental care that they're getting from the government. More and more people are getting somehow dependent in one way, shape, or form, supported, fed, supplemented by by our government. And I would say there's a fair amount of people who have some kind of subsidy or help, and it's and it's appropriate. That's what it's deemed to be appropriate for those people. But then the growing number of those becoming more dependent on the government is is not so appropriate. I know Social Security on its own. You remember back, Social Security was supposed to be a self-funding uh, uh, adventure, and 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 the government keeps robbing the Social Security. And you and you look at what the government gets away with, that if you or I as a private citizen, we'd be thrown in jail for. So I, I look at the, the trends of such things, and I go. I don't want to be, you know, supplemented by something. I want to make it on my own. That's what becoming autonomous and growing up and become mature, right? It was to separate from your family and, and become autonomous, independent. That's what our seniors want. Talk, talk to your elderly relatives. None of them want to be dependent. And as we get healthier, I think we can become more independent, less dependent, and whoever is going to utilize power over us and dominion over us. So does that mean getting free without the supplemental income? Yeah. Does it mean not having to be on a medicine? Yeah. Does it mean not having to go to all the doctor visits? Yeah. Does it mean getting rid of the gatekeeper when it comes to these uh, to, to these insurance uh, companies that are involved in this medical uh complex that I keep talking about, the medical industrial complex? I think so. So as you listen to the show, I'm going to tell you about a book that I wrote, and I'm hoping uh, we're going to have it out soon. It's nobody's fault but my own. I mean, it's all done. It's just in the printing phase now. And uh, I know without me knowing you personally, you're going to say that I was thinking about you when I wrote this book, but you got to keep it right here. Okay. It's Dr. David Kolbaba. It's HealthQuest Radio. You are ready. 
to be taught the new way. The truth is, viruses cannot be killed, and unlike bacteria, viruses are not alive. A virus is what we call a biologic entity, but we can still do something. We can destroy a virus or even keep it from being able to launch its attack on our bodies before, during, and after exposure. And this is why you need to get the kit are a winter survival kit. Your body can protect you from these infectious bugs, but, but it needs a little help building up its immune defenses. And the best offense is a great defense. And that's why you need the kit. It's a perfect strategy for every infectious bug, as well as those non-living, can't-kill viruses. Our winter survival kit is a must for your home or workplace. It contains targeted nutritional components that can get the job done before, during, and after any infectious exposure. So get the kit. For details, call our health Quest Radio Hotline, 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. Go to healthquestradio.com. Can you imagine what people would say? If we're always guided by other people's thoughts, what's the point of having our own? The one woman that we were speaking of earlier, 238 pound, five foot one, late 40s, used to weigh 105.67 in high school. Her goal, 173. Her goal, her thought, is to get to 173. In that conversation, I learned that. Much of her life, her adult life, she weighed about that same, that 173. And I also discovered that she had all of her best favorite collection of clothes waiting for her in Tupperware containers. Oh, if only she could get to 173. She'd be in the money. She would do, just do herself whole bunches of good if she could only get to 173. And as I've said to countless patients through the years, those of us who are overweight didn't get there because we're full of air. Of course, some of our politicians are full of hot air. But most of the weight loss in this country was due to overeating. And that overeating is based on a supply that you a supply of food that you have in your home. And how to make your home be a safe place is what it's all about. Having the late night craving is one thing. Having the ammunition to feed that craving is another. And some people use time, you know. As, as an excuse for why they can't get to this thing called higher health. I just don't have time. I'm just so busy. I'm raising kids. I'm a single parent. I'm just trying what I can to get to where I'm going. While others are saying with the high cost of foods and everything else, I just, 
even more now than ever, getting healthier is even that farther away from me. And those who had just lost their their the initiative to because they've been on diets before, now they're highly discouraged. And so I don't know what to do. And as you know and I know, for that person weighing 238 pounds, as much as 173 is better, I'm not sure that that's healthy either. So it can be an overwhelming proposition to think that losing weight is about getting healthy. When it's, it's all about getting healthier, it's about getting a little bit healthier than you are. So if that stair step goes from 238 to 173, if that's the stair step, then so be it. But you see, one level of health above the next, above the next, above the next, gives us a different perspective for ourselves that we then can gain the initiative to, to take that one more step. And that's why I wrote the book titled The Caveman Way to Getting Healthier. And, and that Neanderthal Guide for Regaining Health Naturally is not starving yourself. It's not about the keto diet. It's not about fasting. It's not about Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, South Beach, Grapefruit, Atkins, Diadamo's book, Eat Right for Your Blood Type. It's not about Berry Sears and the Zone diet. I've looked at them all. I, I know about them. You've tried them out. You've been the test pilot for them all. And you're sitting at your 238 pounds or your 300 pounds. You, you're, you know what it's like. To pre-order that book, The Caveman Way to Getting to, to get healthier, you can call 800-794-1855, 800-794-1855. That's our HealthQuest Radio hotline. You know, healthquestradio.com is an awesome uh, website. It took forever to build it, and, and we just love it. And I hope you can, too, once you get there as a resource for you. I have always thought over the 40 years, first of all, I never thought we'd get 40 years on Chicagoland Radio. I never thought I'd be 40 years in practice. But here we are. Just like you are in a certain place in your life and says, wow, it's kind of neat that I made the trip. But some of what has happened on the trip hasn't been as fruitful as you and I have wanted it to be for, for, for you. And, and I just want to leave that phone number as a resource to say, hey, what would it take if you were to get healthier? My question is, with all the patients that come from other prestigious uh, health facilities around the country, and they come into our clinic after failing, and then they, they, then they get the win, then they get the triumph. And I wonder, why is it that they didn't get well over there when they went to that doctor, when they had that set of, of procedures done? You know, why didn't their health take a tick up you know why are they in our office and why are they getting the results in our office they didn't get way over there and i'm i need to take a little bit of a break here and i'm gonna speak to that issue because maybe you and your instincts the same instincts that you had during covid that something about it was wrong doing all the things that we were told to do maybe you have a similar instinct that says, you know what, I don't know if I need to be on this drug that I was placed on, or drugs, I, or maybe the procedure that, that my doctor wants me to undergo. I don't know. Maybe that's worth thinking about. Maybe your instincts 
are not playing tricks on you and you are accurate once again. But you gotta heed that and keep it right here. The truth is, viruses cannot be killed, and unlike bacteria, viruses are not alive. A virus is what we call a biologic entity, but we can still do something. We can destroy a virus or even keep it from being able to launch its attack on our bodies before, during, and after exposure. And this is why you need to get the kit, our winter survival kit. Your body can protect you from these infectious bugs, but, but it needs a little help building up its immune defenses. And the best offense is a great defense. And that's why you need the kit. It's a perfect strategy for every infectious bug, as well as those non-living, can't-kill viruses. Our winter survival kit is a must for your home or workplace. It contains targeted nutritional components that can get the job done before, during and after any infectious exposure. So get the kit. For details, call our HealthQuest radio hotline at 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. Go to healthquestradio.com. For those of you uh, veteran listeners, you'll know that I use this soundtrack quite a bit. Native American friend. Uh, what I love about this piece of music is is a perfect example for me when somebody is in that rhythm. The rhythm that allows for us to live a life of joy Comfort, satisfaction, purpose, being the creative beings we were meant to be versus the disharmonic aspect of our lives, which so many of us are experiencing these days. And how do we get back in the groove? How do we get back into the lane we were meant to travel in where we have a fulfilled life that's uninterrupted by some of the things that constantly bring interruption and disruption to our lives. It can come in a form of food, relationships, finances, whatever. Some of us are, are magnets for such things. But the question I have for you to question for yourself, were you truly meant to be on the medication that you're that you're on right now? Are you destined to live no longer than your parents did? Are you destined to have future heart conditions because you've had a heart condition up till now? Are you destined to have that diabetes? Are you in fear of the same kind of cognitive decline that happened to one of your parents? Do you have high blood pressure and you're being treated with an anti- um, hypertensive drug because your mom or, or dad had high blood pressure. Do you really think it's all in the genetics? Which we're finding that genetics can be morphed. They can be steered. They can be affected by the foods we eat. What would your life be like 
if you were to be off the medications that you're on now. I'm not talking about a panacea. I'm basically saying that the medical industrial complex, they're like the grizzly bears downstream and they're, and they're smacking at the, at the weakened salmon. There's a lot of money being made on sickness in this country to our shame. And not as much money being spent or energies being spent or time being spent in your life or in that complex to get us healthy and keep us healthy. The profiteers are out there. You're going to have to make that phone call for yourself. You're going to have to take those, those first steps on your own with the thought that looking back, your, your, your future might be better than your past if you only knew how to get there one step at a time. The number to call, 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. Even if, even if you don't know why you're calling, just give us a call. Maybe you want to get yourself set with our, our uh, winter survival kit. It changes and it is improved every, every fall and winter time. Call and check in on that. Maybe you are on a medication. Maybe you're due to have a procedure that may not be necessary, but, but, but you don't know it because you're not healthy enough to recognize. But your instincts, like it did during COVID, are telling you there is, and if there is a chance, I don't need to be on this drug. I won't need to have that procedure again. I'm not going to leave this world having had a heart attack or a stroke or a, or a, or a disease that took me down. Please make that call, would you? 800-794-1855. 800-794-1855. I want you to be blessed, but you got to take that step. 800-794-1855. We'll see you next week. Be blessed. Be blessed.